we are in week 42 of 2022 and this is episode number 27 of sports business updates india's most prominent sports business news podcast power packed in less than 15 minutes Hi, I'm your host Nilesh and in episode 27 of Sports Business Updates, I will cover five big news from the Indian sports industry featuring Disney Star's ad revenue status for the T20 World Cup. Sticking to the theme of ad revenues, I will also cover Viacom 18's ad revenue targets for the FIFA World Cup in Qatar, football viewership's growth in India, Indian Web3 startup Stan launching creator NFTs and I'll wrap up this week's episode with an insight into what's going wrong with the world of online gaming in India. There's a lot to update you all on about, so let's get into the details. My first update for this episode is about Disney Star's ad inventory sales performance for the ICC T20 World Cup. It has been reported in the Indian media the business media that Disney Star has sold 80% of its available television and digital inventory and has roped in 50 plus brands as sponsors for the biggest cricketing sports event. In terms of the going rates for television, co-presenting partnerships or sponsorships is sold at an estimated price of 55 to 60 crore Indian rupees and associate sponsorship slots are sold at an estimated price of 24 to 25 crore rupees. The most popular ad slot, that is the spot buys, are selling at an estimated 10 to 12 lakh rupees. The digital rights are also red hot and the co-presenting sponsorship is sold in the range of 30 to 35 crore Indian rupees and the associate partnerships or sponsorship slots are sold between 18 to 20 crore Indian rupees and there are also features like super sixes, super fours, follow wickets, etc. that are selling between 5 to 8 crore rupees. The total estimated revenue generated for Disney Star is expected to be in the range of 1300 to 1500 crore Indian rupees for both television and digital. And by the time I've recorded this podcast, I'm certain Disney Star has sold 100% of its inventory and is on point with the upper range of estimated revenue projected. Sticking to the theme of ad sales revenue, my second update is about Viacom 18's report card on their expectations and progress for the upcoming FIFA World Cup in Qatar. Earlier this year, Viacom 18 won the right to broadcast the FIFA World Cup in India from Sony Sports for an estimated sum of 450 crore Indian rupees. And they have set an ambitious target of advertising revenue of rupees 300 crores for the FIFA World Cup broadcast rights. The good news is that they have already sold advertising revenue worth 140 crore Indian rupees and Viacom 18 have set sponsorship targets for 30 to 35 crores for co-presenting partners and 20 to 25 crores for the associate partnership slots. But what are partner brands getting for the returns uh, in investment? So let's do a little breakdown. For television broadcast, Co-presenting partners are getting up to 6,000 seconds of FCT in standard definition and high definition channels for all 64 matches of the World Cup and associate partners will get up to 4,000 seconds of FCT in the only in the standard definition channels. Brands investing in digital coverage of the FIFA World Cup on Viacom 18 apps are broken down into co-presenting partnerships and associate partnership slots. 
the co-presenting partners will receive mid-roll inventory of 20 seconds during live matches and up to 100 million impressions throughout the 64 World Cup games. Whereas the associate partners will only receive up to 80 million impressions. According to business media, the Indian business media that is, Sony Sports earned an estimated advertising revenue of 250 crores for the television and digital rights during the 2018 World Cup uh, that happened so if you look at what Viacom is trying to achieve here is a difference of uh, a mere difference of 50 crore rupees uh, compared to what Sony Sports earned in in uh, in 2018 so I I personally feel it is a it, it is an achievable uh, target considering the distribution of uh, the FIFA World Cup across geo channels so I'm sure they will uh, probably end up earning a little more than the estimated target with almost a month left uh, to sell the inventory. So uh, more on this once we get a little more detailed report cards into the FIFA World Cup ad revenue targets by Viacom 18 across the channels. I've been talking about football now, uh, so I, I think I'll stick with the theme of football as the third update. So. Uh, I'm happy to share the that the the football viewership is on a is on an upward swing in India, and it was reported that in 2021 football viewership in India grew by 17% year on year, with an estimated 57 million viewers. The surprising fact is that the female viewership of football was the fastest growing among 16 to 34 year, 34 year olds, and overall, they have grown a lot more than what they did last year and with that said if out of the 57 million viewers uh for internet for for international and national football on television uh female viewership clocked 21 million viewers out of the 57 and mumbai pune delhi and lucknow were the biggest growth regions for football uh, consumption in india so this is this is amazing news uh Personally, because I work in this sector, uh, it's good to it's a good it's a good stat or good or good set of stats uh, that can be taken to uh, international football clubs, for example, where you know that just goes to show why uh, India is an important market, and uh, hopefully the viewership continues to grow, and uh, the World Cup football will again uh, potentially change this year-on-year growth number and take it beyond the 22 to 25% mark for next year. So uh, more on this uh, as and when we get these developments. But uh, overall, this is amazing news for Indian football. And it's good to see Indian, Indian football viewership growing at this steady pace. Moving on for update number four and five, I have news from the Indian Web3 and gaming sector. So the so update number four is about an Indian startup called Stan uh, that has launched a very unique NFT project. So Bangalore-based uh, Web3 startup Stan has announced the rollout of a first of its kind official non-fungible token and limited digital collectibles in collaboration with over 50 well-known gaming creators and esports athletes in India. This has never been done before, so that's what it, that's what makes it really unique. 
With this move, Stan has now become India's first platform or app to launch the to launch NFTs of gaming and esports industry content creators and gamers. Stan has tied up with creators such as Jonathan Khatak, Total Gaming, Lokesh Gamer, and AS Gaming for launching their NFTs or limited digital collectibles. As a part of this initiative, Stan will roll out a total of over 10,000 NFTs and over 2,000 exclusive LDCs, which will be launched over the next two months. And this, and this episode's fifth and final update is a grim report about GST tax evasion by prominent online gaming firms and gamers, which could potentially halt the growth of gaming sector in India. So, if I have to recap what happened a few weeks ago, there was a report highlighting some mind-boggling numbers that Indian gaming firms have defaulted on, which has prompted the Indian government to take extra measures to keep gaming startups in check. Seven gaming firms and close to 36 pro gamers have been sent tax evasion notices with an estimated 28 lakh crore Indian rupees of 2.5 billion US dollars defaulted in tax by the gaming ecosystem in India. The biggest GST non-payment notice in the history of taxation in India was served to a Bangalore-based company called Gamescraft Technologies. They were sent a default notice of 21 lakh crore Indian rupees. And news like this is very harmful to the fast-growing gaming economy of India, which is estimated at 390 million gamers by 2023. And an industry valuation of 5 billion by 2025. So the government has started taking extra interventions or doing more extra interventions to ensure that the gaming sector adheres to the rules of uh, of GST uh, and what and GST, which is a sales tax, uh, and they pay the taxes uh, straightforward and on time, uh, or else this could be very a very potentially damaging assessment of the gaming industry and it could come to an abrupt halt because we've seen how the government in the past has you know just rooted out chinese gaming apps uh because of the geopolitical tensions of course but uh they've been very strict about about uh, gaming and uh this is going beyond the the, the geopolitical issue this is about ensuring fair taxes are paid uh, by these companies who make a lot of money. So uh, the government will definitely keep a close eye on them. And I just hope that gaming companies uh, adhere to the rules and don't kill the ecosystem just for their fault of not paying on time or being ignorant about payments, which I find very difficult to understand because these are proper companies with investments coming in. I don't understand how they don't get the point that you know they have to pay taxes uh, and especially GST, which is um, which is a tax everyone has to pay uh, when you you know when you buy something, when a company sells something. But anyways, I'm sure this uh, gets sorted and uh, the growth of uh, gaming doesn't stop at all. So. Uh, that my friends was the last update uh and this brings me to the end of uh, the episode number 27 of sports business updates uh if you are listening to this part of this podcast i would like to thank you for tuning in and listening to the updates from the sports business industry of india before i end the episode 
a shameless plug. <laughs> All the episodes of Sports Business Update podcasts are available on Spotify, Anchor, Google and Apple Podcasts as well as Pocket Cast. So please listen to them and share them with your friends and colleagues. Have a great week ahead and see you all on the next episode of Sports Business Updates. Thank you and goodbye.